If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, 2 January 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unmute. Hope everyone had a great holiday season and a good new year, all of that good stuff. want to remind everyone here that we're going to get through all first hands first, and if we have time, we can take second questions. Also, please be respectful. Make sure that you let everyone get their question answered in the same respect you would want your question answered. And remember, there's no dumb questions. As usual, we got Michael Doyce with us. Welcome back, Michael. Hope you had a good holiday. What's happening? Hey, Marty and Michael. Thanks. Uh, It's good to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. It's been a great uh, holiday season, I hope, for me, or, or for you guys, and it was for me. And we've had several new podcasts over the holidays. Spanish with Carla has had a few episodes. That podcast is going strong, and uh, people are loving it. We did. We just put out the New Year's episode late last week, so you can learn different ways of saying Happy New Year and uh, about you know how the customs and different parties are handled, you know, in, in Mexico and different parts of the world. So fantastic episode. We have a lot of new podcasts coming for IACast and things like that very soon. And we're also making sure that the radio is all fresh content. So it will be, it, we're keeping it up to the current week and no previous content before that. So you always have something new and interesting to listen to. So with that, I will hand it back to to Marty. So thanks, Marty. Thanks, Michael. Good to have you back. And as always, we also have Michael Babcock with us. What's going on, Michael? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to get everything all done. Appreciate you uh, all for joining us today. So yesterday we had Technically Working come out uh, with Demasi and I. We sat down and had uh, some conversations about of course, a wide variety of topics. So go check that out in your favorite podcast app or technicallyworking.show. On Sunday, I shared an episode called Getting Introduced to Todoist on Windows. And Todoist is a tool we've often talked about that is my my project management tool of choice. Um, some people don't like it. Some people do. But I show walk you through the process of installing it and getting signed in while using JAWS and then give you some tips for navigating Todoist. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. On Thursday, Passkeys Unlocked, Navigating the New Year with Digital Security. Demasi and I chatted a, again about passkeys, gave some real-life scenarios of how we're using passkeys in our life and where you can go and test out passkeys if you want to see how that experience is to sign in. And then, of course, the Unmute Presents community replay for December 26th. So, Marty, do you have a question for people? Yeah. So, considering we are fresh into the new year, do you make a New Year's resolution? And if you do, do you use an app to help you in any way keep or 
keep track of or anything like that of your New Year's resolution. So I'd love to hear what people are doing with that. And to kick things off today, Judy's going to give us a special Zoom update. Thanks, Marty. Uh, Yeah, so I guess it was before the call started last week that I talked about uh, an issue with Zoom and iPads where you would double tap uh, in webinar um, to raise your hand and it would not stay raised, would say hand, uh, hand raised, hand now lowered. And I reached out to Zoom and waited a few days, didn't get an answer. And I reached out again and got an answer within like a couple hours. And they said that um, they were able to duplicate the problem. And it's not just with voiceover users, it's actually with webinar and iPad across the board. And they said that they would work on a fix for it. And they suggested in the meantime, either go on on the website or use another platform. So I was really encouraged that they actually answered me Hopefully they will fix it and not break something else in the meantime. But we, you know, hope springs eternal. We we don't know until until they do it. So um, and as of yet, they have not fixed that. But because um, I actually went on to one of the hours of Communityathon on my iPad just to see, and the, it wasn't it wasn't fixed. And they're actually I've seen no no further updates. But they did answer me, so I'm encouraged about that. Well, that's awesome, Judy. Thanks so much for the update. We really appreciate it. And you yeah, know, I don't they see will any get differences. I don't see anything different. I don't understand. Um, as far as I understand, the automatic Zoom updater isn't always working correctly. So you would have to manually go and update your Zoom uh, if you have not done that yet. And it's so, only on the iPad. It's not. It was. It was not a problem on the phone. It's only on the oh. iPads and and in yeah. webinar. And in Thank webinar you. specifically. Only yes. webinar and only the iPad. Right. Thank so here you. we're not in webinar. We're just regular Zoom. Thank you, Judy. Appreciate that update. You're welcome. Sheila, do we have any hands? You do. Beth. Hey, Beth. Hey. Um, with the um, resolutions, can I give uh, two or just one? Go ahead and give uh, two. Okay. Well, first I'm going to read my Bible more and do devotions. And I have uh, today. Um, uh, that's an app today devotional that first came by email, but I found that there was, I heard there was an app for that. So I'm going to use that more than I've been in there and I get the Bible app. So that has worked for me. It's just, um, when they ask for, um, a review and then I want to edit it, it's just, that was a bit of a problem. So, but otherwise, um. And then the Fitbit app, I'm going to consider re-downloading that because I have a Fitbit watch and that will help for my losing weight. Gotcha. Um, and that, that, and, my, huh? oh, and Oh, and my question is, now I had somebody help me put Do Not Disturb off, but somehow it happened where I was had Do Not Disturb on, but I don't know how it got on. I pre- typed double tapped on do not disturb but it would just say back button it wouldn't say like on or off it's not at least mine's not a toggle so what can i do like about that because i went to settings and all that kind of stuff so i think i understand what the problem is um and and what i would do if i was in your situation beth is instead of going to settings and then to do not disturb Access your control center, and you can do that by touching the status bar and flicking up with three fingers. 
This okay. will then say status, or this will then say control center. And then in the lower right side of your phone could be the, uh, for me, it's about mid screen on the, uh, I'm sorry, left side. There's a button that says focus or do not disturb. Uh, mine right okay. now says focus work and mine says selected. If you flick down on that, you can go in and configure the settings for your focus or do not disturb. Um, okay. Otherwise, you can double tap on that focus and that would turn that focus on for you. Now, one caveat to that, because if you double tap on focus and it brings you to a list of different options, for example, work, do not disturb, et cetera, then you yeah. need to double tap on one of those because that means you have a couple of different focus foci set up um so give that a try again access your control center locate the focus button on the about mid screen on the left side and then double tap that and see if that enables do not disturb or a faster way just tell siri to do it oh yeah that, that will that will work too <laughs> yep so thanks a lot beth thank you all right debbie hazelton debbie hazelton hello welcome welcome <laughs> Thank you. Well, my question ties in with Beth. Uh, Beth's question. This is my year to pick up the pieces and fill in lots of, you know, just gaps to do a better job of using everything that I have. And so in your technically working podcast, I think you mentioned last week, Mike, that um, how you were using focus with work and with personal things as well. You were using that. And I never understood it. I use my do not disturb every night, but I have not used it for the personal and the work. And I just was in there playing around with it, trying to understand some of how to tweak it. But I know that one of the things that drives me nuts is all the interrupted email notifications. That's probably the biggest one. Like, I just don't want to hear them all. So that's probably a place where I need to use it. So, one thing I'll, oh, go ahead, Michael. I'll just tackle one thing and then go to you, Marty, yep. and then I'll have another comment about it probably. But the, the quickest way to stop that email notification, Debbie, is to just not allow it to give you email notifications. Uh, I finally no, got to that true. point on my phone and, and I, I had to, or they would always interrupt, but uh, the focus modes will help with those. You can go mm -hmm. in and configure um, specific apps that are allowed to provide notifications during certain focus modes. So, for example, maybe when you're in your work focus mode, you want to get notifications from Slack and you want to get notifications from Mona. But when you're sleeping and so you're in your sleep focus mode, you don't want to get notifications from Slack or from Mona. And maybe uh -huh. when you're sleeping, you only want to show sleep tracking or meditation apps on your phone and you don't want to show Mona and you don't want to show your banking application or your power company's uh, application. So you can go in and completely customize what applications are shown, what notifications can be allowed and um, what screens are available for you to use. It does take some 
sitting down and figuring out how do I want things to look. Um, mm -hmm. By default, though, when you do set up a work focus, it will automatically block all notifications. And uh, if you go in there, you can set it up. So whenever you have an event on your calendar, it will switch to that work focus automatically. So you don't have to enable or disable that for you. Right. I've heard that if you if you go there. Um, but if you're working kind of remotely or something, it might not. So uh, actually in Maybe. iOS 17, if you have an event on your calendar, you can go into the work focus and say, if there's an event that says that okay. I'm busy on my calendar, it will turn that focus mode on. So you don't have to go anywhere okay. to turn it on or off. Okay. So well, that's... I'll throw in a couple things here really quick. Uh, the first thing is if you were to do that just straight up do not disturb. They still just mm -hmm. call it do not disturb, which you mm -hmm. can access from your control center. If you yeah. want to have that there, you can just hit it there. Now, a couple of cool things about that is that if you are at, on other devices and they're all, they obviously all have to be Apple devices. So a Mac or iPhone, iPad, watch, whatever. Once you hit that, if you're all in the same network, it will put all of your devices into that mode. So you can hit it one time on your phone and it'll put everything else into uh, do not disturb with one fell swoop, which is kind of cool. The other thing is, and um, this is a little bit confusing, but do not disturb is only that one function where you just kind of hit it and it just puts everything on silent mode across the board on your either single device, your phone, or if you have everything else, you know, on the network, it'll do that for everything. But after that, it's called focus modes, which then you go customize them and do all that. So if you're looking at do not disturb and you can't figure out where is everything else on do not disturb after that single, just silence everything with do not disturb, anything you want to do customize after that is now called focus mode. So yeah. anyway, Michael, what else were you going to say? Nope, that's it. I was going to add in, you know, with the with the iPhone 15 Pro lineup, you can even set focus modes to change your action button. So you could do all kinds of shortcuts and things like that. So I have a play music focus mode. So if I open, you know, certain apps like Spotify, Apple Music, uh, I change to my playing music focus mode and then my action button will go to the next track. So there's so many different things that cool. you could do with focus modes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. Well, thank you. I just want to say, too, um, calendars are another thing. And I know Bits is doing a calendar um, presentation coming up this month. And so I, I may be asking about that um, soon as well. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, thanks. It's always awesome to have you here. <laughs> All right. All right. Pam. Pam. Hello. Uh, resolutions. Oh, I... I quit doing them a long time ago because resolutions were just made to be broken. <laughs> Isn't that your specialty uh, is to break it? Uh, yeah. Well, not, it's not planned, but you know, I would make a resolution on January 1st and more often than not by January 5th or 6th, it was gone, you know, so much for that. Yeah. Um, yep. So I really don't. And oh, yes, I'm a firm believer in using focus. And I've got several customized. Even I even have one for Zoom. When I'm on Zoom, it uh, does blocks out certain things so that I won't be bothered while I'm on Zoom. And, and I love it. And 
and calendar. I love it. I use reminders somewhat, not as much as calendar, but I do use reminders. Um, I don't use third-party apps for stuff like that. I just use the native calendar, the reminders, that sort of thing. Um, so that's my story, and I am sticking to it. Thanks, Pam. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have Welcome. a great new Happy year new and all year. that. Yep, you Thanks. too. you too. Abraham. Hello. Um, uh, so in terms of resolutions, um, to eat more and to exercise less. Um, that one. I'll keep it. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't. I don't make resolutions. Um, my question is: um, the applications menu on Windows 11 has the um, show more options uh, at the end. How do I get rid of that and just show all options? Can I get rid of it? So I don't have an answer on that, Ibrahim, but if someone else knows, uh, so what you're trying to do is make it so it just always shows all the options and not the show more options. Yeah, I don't know if you can, but if someone does, please raise your hand and let Ibrahim know. So thank you. Is that your only question? Yes. Perfect. I appreciate it. All right. Deb Marino. Hey, Hey, Deb. Hello. Good. I, my resolution is to make life simpler. So that is why I have a question for you. Okay. I have a program called Text Expander that allows me to create snippets, which then, you know, say I have an email response or something, I can just type a few letters in, it'll fit the whole thing out. I only have to put in two things. And anyway, um, and it does my email and web page and stuff like that. But unfortunately, about a month ago, if JAWS is running, it will, if I try to put a snippet in, I type, usually there are three letters, it will disconnect my keyboard. The mouse still works, so I can still see enough to be able to go over there and tell it to restart, but you can't do anything at all with the keyboard. So I reached out to Text Expander, and they told me they wanted to be accessible and please help them with stuff. They said then they were able to reproduce the problem but they wanted to know more about which updates and what happened. And I'm not sure how to do any of that. So I waited till I updated to JAWS 2024, hoping that would fix it. I'm wondering if I updated to Windows 11 or what would you suggest? Or is there some other way I can get this done? So two things. Number one, though it's frustrating, thank you. And the reason I say that is I've been trying to express to Smile, well, I guess the company now is Text Expander, um, what's been going on when uh, snippets expand while using screen readers. To my understanding, it's not related to JAWS because it does it with NVDA as well. At least it did. Last I used Text Expander on Windows. I didn't realize that what it was doing was disconnecting the keyboard. So that kind of helps a bit because um, I I just knew I couldn't control my computer and I can't see at all. So I didn't know that the mouse was still working. What I would recommend in this instance is um, especially if there's already a dialogue open with text expander, you can um, loop in support at vespero.com and see if they can help with providing some uh, feedback for what it, what, might be going on, especially if you're still having the problem with JAWS 2024. 
but also text expander when they were working with me to try to troubleshoot this probably 18 months ago had me perform some uh tasks in the run dialogue and go to a different place and send them a folder of files so they could have the logs of what was going on so if they're asking you to do something and it's not clear to you don't hesitate to reply and say hey i'm not sure what you're asking can you word that a different way or can you help me with this or can we jump on a zoom call to talk more um but I think that is worth the time to go through, especially if Text Expander has been working for you and all of a sudden it's not. I don't know that upgrading to Windows 11 is going to necessarily fix it. So I will say upgrading to Windows 11 isn't, necess- isn't really a bad thing either. Okay. The only reason I haven't is I have a very favorite scanning program and it is not Windows 11 perfect and I'm, or acceptable, I should say. And uh-huh. so I've been trying to find one that is more screen reader friendly and so far. And which one do you like on Windows 10? Paperport. Okay. Uh, new one. Okay. Well, if anyone knows one that's similar um, that would work on Windows 11, then uh, they can hopefully raise their hand and feel free to share with us. Great. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for uh, jumping in there. Sheila, who do we got next? No, well, I think David Goldfield has an answer for her. David always has an answer. How's it going, David? Hey, David, how are you? Well, I kind of sort of have an answer, but it's not actually for her. It's for a previous question. So do you do you still want to get go to ahead. me now? Yeah, go for it, David. Okay, so, um, and, and it's not really the answer that this gentleman is, is going to want, but it, it may help a tad. So uh, this was the, it might have been Ibrahim who, who asked about the show more options button. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I think he's seeing in in probably Windows 11, um, and Michael, I, I Babcock, I agree with you that I don't personally know of a way to either disable that and always show the options, or to always have that expanded. But there is um, kind of a, a, a one exception to that. So in Windows 11, they made a change to the right click or context menu or the applications key menu or shift F10, however, whatever you use to get to that, where sometimes you don't see all of the menu options, you see some of them, and then there's an option to show more. And this has sometimes caused some confusion. So there is a way in that particular instance to get the whole context menu that we're used to in Windows 10 and and previous versions of Windows. And that is by downloading a program that I suspect some of you guys hosting may have heard of called WinArrow Tweaker. And you can get, it's free, and it runs on pretty much all versions of Windows, and you can get it from winarrow.com, and that's W-I-N-A-E-R-O.com. Um, and buried within the tons of options in that program is an option to show the older context menu so that when you press the applications key or shift F10 or the right mouse button, you don't have to choose an option to get all of the other options. It just shows all of them. So that is one thing that you can do, but I will caution people that WinArrow Tweaker 
is designed to tweak or modify settings in Windows that might not necessarily be uh, in the operating system uh, in the control panel or settings. And some of those are things that you want to be very careful about altering. So, for example, you know, I don't recommend that you disable the feature to download updates. Um, or to disable Microsoft Defender or, you know, things like that. But within uh, appropriate boundaries, you can do a lot of things to tweak Windows. You could probably spend hours doing a tutorial on it. But one of the things that you do have the option to do is to show the older style context menu. So I just wanted to point that out for people who might find it of some value. And David... Do you know if there's a cost associated with that? It's totally free. There you go. Yep. Free is good. Free is good, free to use, and it's very accessible um, with screen readers. may take a little bit of doing to get the interface, but all the options are labeled, and you can arrow to the different options, and you can uh, tab to the list of options, and you can usually you know, use the space bar to check or uncheck items and most of them are check boxes but uh, again i just want to caution people if you're going to use this you know just just think about what you're doing and if you're not sure of what something is there's a link in the program that says something like you know give me more details about this feature so if there's something that you're thinking about changing but you're not quite sure what it does do a little bit of research and and read about it first so you know what's going to happen because you don't want to make a change that causes something undesirable later on. Thank you, David. Awesome, David. Thank you so much. Tool, yeah, no worries. I am downloading it, so thank you. Yep, winarrow, W-I-N-A-E-R-O.com. Awesome. All right, take care, guys. Thanks, David. Right, who do we got next, Sheila? Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, I have a probably a weird question, but um, something happened last week and made me want to ask it. Um, does anybody know of uh, an accessible and accurate pill identifier app in iOS? Are you talking about to identify your medication bottles or the like the pill specifically? No, the, the pill specifically. I have script talk and I use it all the time. But last week I was filling my pill organizer and somebody called me. And I have two pills, two oval pills that look exactly, feel exactly the same. And um, I did use uh, Be My Eyes, the AI part. And mm-hmm. that helped me because it said that they were different colors. There were two blue ones and a white one. So that did help me that way. But I was just wondering if anybody knew of an, an accessible pill identifier app. <laughs> I was going to recommend Script Talk. You're already using that. I don't know about anything for yeah. a specific pill identifier. Um, if anyone knows anything, go ahead and let us know. I don't personally know of anything. Michael D., didn't Apple add a pill identification feature to health, or is it just to describe the pills? Do you know? There, You can add... Um, your medications. I don't know that it can identify the individual pills. I think you can scan uh, the bottles, but I gotcha. don't know that you can uh, scan the actual pills. Okay. Yeah. One thing you could do uh, is possibly take a picture of the pill that you're trying to identify and send it 
or bring it to your pharmacy and ask if the pharmacist can look and see if they can if they can identify what pill that is. Okay. Although it's still, Thanks. I think, might going to be a little bit difficult just because I can't imagine that there aren't going to be pills that look similar. I mean, that would be... Yeah, I mean, most of mine are, you know, completely different, but these two, and they're they're very different for very different purposes. And, you know, they're oval and the same size and same shape and everything. Yeah. We can definitely keep an eye out and kind of get the word out to the community. Maybe somebody knows something. And if they do, we can definitely let you know. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Yep, no problem. All right. David, did you have an answer? I do, actually. Um, so pill identification. Uh, I'll, I don't personally have much experience with this. However, pills should have an imprint code actually on the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're... The scanning apps on the phone, like Seeing AI or whatever, I don't know if they're going to be able to zero in on those. But if you can get sighted assistance, either you know locally, like you know where you are, or by using Be My Eyes or Ira, they should be able to read those because they can take a picture. Especially Ira, Be My Eyes can't, but but Ira can take a picture and then zoom in on that photo. They can give you the code that's printed either on the front, back, or both of the pill. And what you should then be able to do is go online and just type a description like, you know, oblong blue pill, and then type in the imprint code. Um, I don't remember when, but I think either my my wife and I or or someone else that I know, we had to do this with a pill. It was a long time ago. And I believe we were successful in in determining it. So it, it'll it'll take a little bit of work and and uh, some sighted assistance and searching, but you should be able to do it if you can get the imprint code and then just do a search for an imprint code uh, along with a description of the pill. Make sure that it's a trusted source, like you know WebMD, as opposed to you know Jack and Jill's pill identification page or something like that. Um, And you should be able to get an answer because I do remember being involved in this type of thing with someone else. And we were, I think, able to figure out what it was, but I'm a little sketchy on the details. My Google Assistant also tells me that there's there is some sort of pill identifier, but it didn't say whether it was an app or a device that you use in conjunction with an app, but I think a little bit of web searching should be able to come up with that. And I appreciate that, David, because I was asking my wife who works in medical too, if she knew of a pill identifier app, um, she said she wasn't aware of one though. That doesn't mean there isn't one, uh, but she pointed me at the pill identifier tool with WebMD. So great resources. And they ask you for the imprint code and descriptions of the pills. Yeah, that's what the Google Assistant said. It said it got it from WebMD. Yeah, And something to think about, too, is that you can always, again, contact your pharmacy and ask if they have a tool or know of a tool that can identify a pill if you need to know what that is. Perfect. Thank you, David. Thanks, Uh, David. Roberta. Hey, Roberta. Hi. Uh, I just had an idea. Um, You know, I mean, my thinking is you got a bottle full of the very same thing. Got Cutting out, we can't Ira. hear you. You actually cut out there. 
Is that better? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, if it were me and I were in that situation, I would either call Ira or FaceTime someone, take the pill that is not identified, and take a pill from a known bottle and say, are these the same? Yep. So there's a lot of that, different solutions yeah. for that, too. So appreciate I mean, that, that feedback. Sure. All right, Judy. Hey, Judy. Judy, you're muted. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just lowered my hand. It was just another quick suggestion about the pill. You can actually, when you get the code, call your pharmacy and say, what is this? Because I had to do something similar years ago. I thought they had sent me the wrong pills. Um, and it turns out that they had just changed the shape of it. But mm -hmm. I gave them the code and they said, that's exactly what your pill is. So they they can actually look up the code once you get the code and you've got different ways to actually get the code. So it's just another another suggestion. Really quickly here, I'm going to just chime in. Um, if you guys are, or if you know anyone who is regularly taking medications and you're having a hard time trying to figure that out, there is script talk or similar technologies of script talk, depending on what your pharmacy is. And they're all free. All you got to do is contact your pharmacist, let them know, hey, I have a visual impairment. What tool do you use to identify the bottles? And then what will happen is they will give you the phone number to the company that they use. Most of them use Script Talk, but a couple of them do use something similar, but it does have a different company name attached to it. And what will happen is you'll get two options. One is an app on your phone, which is accessible and works with voiceover and it uses your camera to identify the bottles and on the bottles they put a sticker on the bottom which is like a little barcode and you can scan that barcode with either the app on your phone or they also give you a little machine and the little machine will identify the bottle so you turn the machine on you take the bottle you put it on there and it will identify using the little code sticker they have on the bottom of the bottle and let you know with the name of the medication, how to use it and all the details all around that particular medication. So uh, they're a great resource. Uh, if you don't know about it, you can definitely talk to your pharmacy, get signed up. It doesn't cost you anything. And it really does give you a lot of independence around your medications and trying to figure out what's what and all of that good stuff. So there you go. And we actually had script talk on unmute presents. Um, so if you go back to the podcast or go to unmute.show and type in script talk in the search, you can go listen to a chat that we had with the team. So you can hear, I forget her name who was with us, but so you can hear that uh, chat. And uh, for clarification, it uses the NFC. Um, so you don't have to worry about lining up the camera to actually get a picture. Just get the NFC antenna near where it needs to be, and it'll read those details. That's also available as of a couple of weeks ago on the Blind Shell Classic 2. So if you're a Blind Shell Classic 2 user, you can use Script Talk for your medication as well. I do see that we only have a couple of hands, so we'll get those in a moment. But if you haven't raised your hand, feel free to do so now because there's uh, only two people in line. So, Sheila, who do we got next? Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thank you. Good, thank you. So, um, I've, I've experienced an issue yesterday trying to close my Microsoft Outlook account on the Microsoft website. And it's saying that um, my account cannot be closed because it 
is somehow blocked by an organization that I need to get a hold of. Now, why is that? Would you get Microsoft Office through an organization like, you know, a school or a nonprofit or something like that? No, hmm. I don't believe so. I'll go check because if that's the case, then I got to go in and cancel it because I don't know if I did or didn't. I'll have to go check because I don't think I have any subscriptions. Well, if you're not paying for it, maybe that's why you can't close it. Uh Maybe there isn't anything to close if you don't if you're not actually paying for anything out of your own pocket. Okay. Which maybe it's attached to some sort of a student program, or maybe a computer that you purchased, or maybe some other nonprofit program. So finding out those details would be uh, important. I wouldn't worry about it if you personally are not actually paying for it. If you don't like the Microsoft Suite. You could just not use it, and it's not going to hurt anything by just letting it be on your computer. Okay. Yeah, the problem uh, the problem is uh, when I went into what I I I sent an I sent an email yesterday to them requesting that they give me cited assist uh, to give me assistance uh, see if they can guide me and give me some help with closing. That account because I do not no longer want to use Microsoft Outlook, the account itself in the Apple Mail app, and that's why I went in and deleted that app off my phone. But I haven't mm-hmm. deleted it off of the iMac yet. I'm gonna go in and do it today. Another one other thing to think about is if you purchased a computer and it had Microsoft Office pre-installed on it, it may not actually be a Microsoft 365 account. It just may be the single user download of Office. Uh, suite onto the computer itself, which means it's just sitting on your computer. There is no, you know, cloud or anything like that attached to it. There is still an option where you can have a single user account of Microsoft Office that's actually installed on the actual computer itself and not be attached to a system through Microsoft. It's just, it's not the 365 account. It's just basically like a single user downloaded Office uh, application, which would be Word, Excel, and PowerPoint and Outlook. So maybe that's why you're unable to close it as well. So you'd have to really kind of do a little bit of a deep dive to figure out what kind of a uh, Microsoft account do you actually have. Okay, because I think it's a... I think it's just the I think it's just my personal Microsoft Outlook account that I've created. But in order to close it, I keep getting when I go to uh, where it says manage organizations and when I try to close that account, an error message pops up saying, sorry, we cannot let you leave this organization, you will need to contact the administrator and have them remove you before you can close your account. Yeah, so it might be attached to something else. Yeah, I I would, if you haven't yet, it sounds like you've already reached out via email, uh, reach out to Microsoft support to see if they can assist you with that, because it sounds like there's something going on with your account that we wouldn't be able to help with. Okay. But thank you, Nolan. Appreciate it. Uh, Sheila, who do we got next? Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy New Good. Year. Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, 
does anyone know this this is this is uh um em something called em client does anyone know how to use that or is anybody familiar with that there's an email client called em client um, i have never I heard have of that not heard of this no it, because it's because there was a i've heard of it that people have uh, talked about it and i've tried it and i don't know i had to learn how to use it and there's no like there's no it would be great if there was any tutorial on how to use it and how accessible it is. Yeah, I have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so at it right now, but uh, if anyone has used it or has any recommendations, they can go ahead and raise their hands. Are you looking for an alternative to Outlook or is that kind of the point? No, it's just uh, it, it's I've heard it and, of it and I thought it was it was uh, I just wanted to try it. I was every time I find something different or something new i say oh i want to try it so i mm-hmm. figured i'd try it but i've had trouble with it but i want to see if maybe i can uh use it learn how to use it if we hear something we'll definitely chime in and let you know great that'd be helpful okay that'd be really helpful thank right. you thank you thank you very much Hey, lynn moore <laughs> hey lynn hello everyone happy new year happy new year to you i'm sorry i can't answer the question today because i didn't hear it <laughs> oh it was do you have a New Year's resolution? And if you do, do you use any kind of app or technology on any of your devices to keep oh. track or enhance or anything for your New Year's resolution? Well, well, my New Year's resolution. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get more organized in general in my life. And one of the things that I will be using is Apple Music to do that. There you go. There you go. But what I wanted to know is um this is regarding my S- my iPhone SE 2020 um you know how on the mac there's a called the reader that you can access when you're doing um you know like recipes online so it doesn't bring up all the commercials mm-hmm. is i know there's something on the phone how do you invoke that on the phone you're talking about in Safari, like opening up Safari, and then there's an article you want yeah, to Yeah, but I don't know if that's mode. if the reader is specific, like if it's a voiceover thing or it's a Safari thing. I'm not sure. So it's a Safari it, thing. Yeah, it's a Safari oh, thing. Okay. Do you know how to enable it, Marty, or do you want me to give her details? Go for it, Michael. So if you're on a page that supports the reader view and you locate yeah. the page settings, probably in the lower left-hand corner, and uh-huh. you flick up, You'll get to reader, and if you double tap, that will enable the reader. That's the way that I found to put, to get there the quickest. Okay. Now, another thing All I can right. suggest, too, is it's a little bit more work in the beginning, but in the long run, it's easier, and that's to use an RSS client. And if you have any websites that you regularly like to read, you can put them in there, and it's like similar to opening up an email program. You open it up, and it will go out and see, are there any new articles in any of the websites you have in there? And if there are, it pulls them into the RSS reader, and then you can read the articles without all of the junk you have to deal with on a web browser. So it strips out all the ads and all of that stuff. And so it's pretty cool. So if you were going to do something like that and you're going to do it either on your phone or you're going to do it on your Mac, you can use a free RSS reader called uh, Net News Wire. And it's totally free. It works on your phone, your Mac, uh, your iPad, 
And it does have cloud syncing. So let's say you're out and about on your phone and you read articles or you save articles as your favorites or anything like that. When you get to your computer, when you open up your RSS reader, it'll update and match everything that uh, you did on your phone while you were out and about. So mark articles read, put them in the favorite section or whatever it is that you did. And that would be across any devices. So if that's something interesting, that's a free app. It's pretty good, actually. Uh, What's a great way to start with an RSS reader at no cost to you? Will it? I'm sorry. Can I just ask one more quick question? Yeah, Yeah. Will it help? Will it will it help me in terms of like the things that I like? I get stuff from CNN, like a newsletter thing from CNN that I like. Mm-hmm. It's called CNN's Good Stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like they have um, articles in there. Will it help me with that? Or is it only stuff I can put into the client itself? What you can put There's... into the client yourself. Oh, okay. All right. That's what but I But you might be able to okay. put that in the client. You would just have to go to their website. Like a lot of times you can actually go to a website. And then when you go, oh, I really like all these articles and how often they update it. You can then actually open up that page with the share sheet and add it to your net news wire and it will put it in there for you. So then moving forward, you would open up the RSS reader and it would pull in all of the new articles that each website you have in there have posted. Oh, Oh, okay. All right. So it's like email. Think of it like email, except for your articles that you want to have in there. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help guys. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. Yep, you too. All right. We don't have any new hands, but we'll go to David Goldfield. Hey, guys, again. Um, So regarding RSS, uh, that is a major part of my iPhone life. And I wanted to uh, make two recommendations. First, um, the RSS reader that I personally use, which I will say is not free. So the, the advantage of Marty's recommendation is that it's free. And it, it's a good way to, to kind of get your feet wet in the world of, of RSS uh, feeds. But if you're willing to pay a little bit of money, and by a little bit of money, I mean, I think it's only 4 or $5 and that's it. So it's not a subscription. You just pay it and then you're done. Is a wonderful iOS program, which should work on iPad. And there's a Mac version um, called Lire. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. It, it some Very voice... You're familiar. You're familiar with it. Oh yeah, uh, that's fantastic. It's awesome. Some speech synthesizers might call it liar, <clears throat> um, but I believe it's supposed to be lire, L-I-R-E. And one of the benefits of lire <clears throat> is that there are features that the developer added that are specific to voiceover users. So it's kind of like if you remember the customized list view in Jaws, where you can say, okay. When I'm reading a list of articles, I don't want to hear the date of the article, but I do want to hear whether the article is read or unread, or I do want to hear the source of the article, or maybe I don't. So you can really tweak how VoiceOver accesses Lyrae, and it's 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 really, uh, I agree with you, Michael, Joyce, it's it's wonderful. So if you really get into RSS and you don't mind paying around five bucks, uh, it's worth it. I also wanted to recommend to the person who asked about recipes who wanted the reader mode of 
you know, getting rid of the not only the ads, but a lot of the excess links. One thing you could also do is with Safari on iOS is there are some ad blockers that you can install. Um, I haven't really experimented with most of them, but one that I've played with is called Wiper. And I believe it's WIPR. I recently saw it on Apple Viz, but I've known about it for quite a while. It's not perfect. I've seen instances where it doesn't remove all ads all the time, but it should do a pretty good job. And so you'll you'll definitely get less ads even when you're not in reader mode. And the pages may very well load a little bit faster. And you could find both of those in the iOS app store. I don't know if there's a wiper for Mac because I'm not a Mac user, but there is a Lyra for Mac. So there you go. Just wanted to throw those Thank out Thank you there. so much. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, RSS no is awesome. I mean, it really changes the way you read your articles and stuff like that on, uh, on your computer or on your device. So once you figure it out, all the apps have different functionalities, different maybe things that they do. But in a sense, RSS itself is a game changer when it comes to being able to read your stuff. So all your articles and news feeds and whatever it is you want. So, Thank All right, you. we're down to nine minutes and we have two new hands. So Brad, who do we have in Clubhouse? Well, we have Jane. I've invited her on stage, but don't believe she's accepted yet. Jane, are you there? All right. Well, we'll go to Doc and come back to you, Doc. All righty. Hey. Well, first of all, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Doc. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And you? Doing good. Thank you. No resolutions for me, but uh, I must have mastered how to switch between two different email accounts. So, so this you're breaking up real bad, Doc. We can hardly hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Better now? A little bit. Let's see if we can get your question out. Um, using Windows 11, Office 21, JAWS 24, I have two email, two email accounts. It used to be very easy to go back between the two, but now they change things in my own method. We can't hear you, Doc, at all. You're really cutting out bad. You have a bad connection today. I think he was asking if there's an easy way to switch emails, but uh, as Marty or email accounts, but as Marty was saying, the connection's pretty bad, so I wouldn't be able to ask other questions. Um, if you're using Outlook, there may be a way to do that, and I'm not certain, but tell you what, Doc, drop us a quick email from either of your email accounts, and... I'll try to get back to you as I look over at Sheila and realize I haven't gotten back to her. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got next, Sheila? Deb. Deb Marie. Hey, Deb. Hey, Deb. Hello. Um, on the question about pill identifying, I tried a few of the apps and didn't find them helpful, but I found an email. You can send a picture of your pill to the FDA. And it's not an emergency thing, but they will identify it for you. You want that email? Could you go ahead and send that to uh, <coughs> to the feedback at unmute.show email? If anybody sure. wants it, we can share it with them from there. Great. Perfect. All Thanks, right. Deb. We're down to about six minutes and you got four, three hands, four hands. All right. So, um, Roberta. Hey, Roberta. Just a quick follow up. Babcock, you mentioned a button on the web page 
to, to invoke the reader. You said go to a button. I didn't catch what the button was. Flick up and down. Yep. So in the lower left-hand corner, directly above the tabs um, that you have, unless your tabs are in the top. So if your tabs, uh, where it says back, forward, share, show bookmarks and tabs is across the bottom. Above yes. the back button on the left side is a button that says page settings. And that's directly to the left of the address bar. So if you flick down on the page settings button is how you can get to the reader. Your default speaker has changed. And will that um, cancel the next? Do I have to reinvoke that every time? I do believe you do. Okay, thank you. Yep, no worries. Thanks a lot. All right, Beth. Hey, Beth. Beth, you're muted. Yeah, yeah. Um, my phone kind of drives me nuts because because it says that system touch, and I'm trying to turn it off. So you know, because that always drives me nuts. Whatever I do, and it always says that, and I can't turn it off. Because see, when I when I double tap it, it just says Siri and a whole bunch of different other things. So I don't so, know. And so Beth, my next quit, huh? Siri can toggle assistive touch. Tell her to turn it on or turn it off, and that should solve that problem. Okay, because I've had it on my phone where, like, I would be in Peacock and I would say exit peacock and then it would say to exit um go to um you know you know um mm -hmm. app switcher you know by swiping yep. you know so it would tell me what to do but it wouldn't yeah wouldn't gotcha. do it yep. so uh, so so try siri there okay beth okay All and right, my thanks. nvda how can i donate to to because it it asks for donations but i can't seem to put my card uh my i mean my amount in um, I use that would, on my Windows. You would need to do that from the NVDA homepage. I believe it is NV Access. Okay. And I see we are coming up on the time, so just bear with me a moment. I'll get that exact URL and tell you where to go while we take this last hand, okay? Oh, sure. Thanks. All no right, worries, Pam, We've got about three minutes. Okay. Um, and you may not have time to answer this question, but um, in, uh, I would like to be able to make set up a shortcut for um, top, resetting the auto lock. I normally have my auto lock at 30 seconds, but there are times that I need to increase it. And I'm sometimes in a hurry and, you know, you got to go around and around and around to get to auto lock. And I'd really like to create a shortcut, but I haven't figured out a way to do that one. Does anyone out there know? And have then you my suggestion, in your shortcuts library to see if they have something I've, that gives you that. Ability? I've done that and I haven't found one. You'll have to find someone that knows how to make a shortcut and maybe they can make it for yeah. you. Check the shortcuts actions. Like when you go to cre I've, create new shortcut, uh, yeah. see if auto lock is one of the options there. I've tried that and I haven't found it. Um, so, what are you trying uh, to do? You want it to be a different than what the standard is? I want it, I want to be able, if like if I'm reading a news article and it's got a really, really, really long block of text and my auto lock cuts in and, you know, stops the reading. Um, and then can, I have to go to settings, go, right? 
I was going to say, go, go to into settings, settings, go to auto lock go and to change display the amount of brightness, time. Go to, go to auto lock and change it. And I'm thinking, gee whiz, now, now I've got to find my place. Where did I get to in that news article? <laughs> well, once I you change it, you can change it, I believe, to five minutes is the longest. Yes, you can. And once you change it to that, just leave it on that. And then it won't cut out every time you're trying to read an article. I, I know, but most of the time I like it uh, to, to lock quickly. Mm. Um, but there, there are just those occasions where, uh, for whatever reason, I need to have it run longer, and it's just, it's a, it's just a, a an inconvenience to have to go, mm-hmm. you know, app switcher, go to settings, go to display and brightness, go to auto lock, and then reset it, and and uh, so I was, you know, it would just be nice if there were a way to set that up as a shortcut. Yep. Uh, if we come up with something, Pam, we'll definitely share it with you. I'm not aware of a way, but I do see we have under a minute. So I am going to wrap it up gotcha. and say, Marty, go ahead and wrap it up. And Oh, and my suggestion for the pill organizer thing is there's an app called drugs.com that I've never had to use it for that purpose, but you might want to try it. It's free. All right. Well, thanks, Pam. We are out of time. So I'm going to close this gotcha. up real quick. Thanks. And everyone have a great new year. <sighs> Thanks for being here. We'll be here again next week. If you have questions, comments, or anything for us, you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. You can also check out our website, which is unmute.show. And there you can also email us or find out any of the stuff we're doing, podcasts or anything else that we're up to date there. As usual, Sheila and Brad, thanks for all your help. We always appreciate you guys being here. Michael Doyce, thank you very much. Michael Babcock, thank you very much. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. All right. I'm ending for all.